Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Jai Carr, and this is Women's Grid and Grace. Are you choosing woe or wisdom for living your life? So, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back from helping three of my children transition into different homes, different uh, living spaces, uh, different jobs. So, um, and it's a glorious day here in New England. Yesterday was the first day of summer, and um, summer is dear and near to my heart, has been since I um, grew up on a lake, um, and summers were just living in the water. And in New England, summer is a very precious season, as it's not very long, But um, and I think it's the sun. I love this, the feel of the sun on my body. But that said, um, I also have been working on my new website um, to make it more mobile-friendly and to transfer um, the podcast uh, player onto my site. So that ought to roll out in a couple weeks, so I'll let you know about that as well. So you can just go to my website and either use the iTunes uh, player, which will... um, play all the way back to 2008 uh, when I first started my podcast, or the um, Blog Talk podcast um, player, which um, stores, I think, about the last 10, 20. So that said, uh, welcome. So today I want to talk about what I'm calling choosing woe or wisdom for living your life. I'm going to read the um, intro and then um, talk a little bit about this. Claiming an identity as a victim has moved from awareness to a form of identity and relevance for many people. Yes, things, bad things happen to good people, and God, or whatever you call what logic alone cannot explain, does not play by the rules of good and bad behavior being rewarded in kind. So how does one not get stuck in woe is me when your need for justice or recognition of harm done to you doesn't happen? Choosing to claim and live the wisdom within every challenge in your life is not easy, nor is it popular. Popular, really, meaning um, it's not a cultural um, value. The road less traveled is understanding there is a mystical quality to life as a human being, which does not answer to the human desire for logic and control. Quite the contrary, the more invested you are in control, the less you will receive the glories and the grace which only allow, which only allowing the mystery of life will deliver you to you. Join me for this show in which I'm sharing. However tempting it may be to make your bed with being a victim, it will only bring you further it will only bring you further from the joys and wonder your life is meant to deliver to you. Mining the wisdom within what has brought you heartache may be more difficult at first, but the rewards um, long-term are priceless. So, um, it's a lot. (laughs) As I'm reading this, uh, what I wrote, this is a lot. Um, Okay, so first I want to uh, put a caveat on how I'm going to be talking today about victim. There are people who are truly victims of bad things happening, um, destructive choices by the human beings, um, bad diagnoses. Um, I mean, um, how I'm using victim is really um, not so much, I'm not disputing that bad things happen and people are hurt, damaged, and forever affected by them. I'm talking about using the word victim where one clings to being a victim 
and begins, instead of it being something that has happened that one is struggling with or one is affected by, one takes it up as a an identity. One clings to it or one wants to be identified as a victim. Um, he did this bad thing to me. Um, this bad thing happened to me. Um, and now this is my life story. I My life story has become all about this bad thing that happened to me or was done to me. And that is natural to do for a little bit or even for a, a little more than a little bit when one's world falls apart, when one's world construct of good people have good things come to them and bad people have bad things. It's not the way life works as much as our human mind and maybe our human you know, culture wants to... Um, uh, have us believe, you know, good things happen to bad people um, and bad things happen to good people. There's a logic to life that we love, but it fails us the first time we can't, we can't understand why something happened or what did we do that this happened or why aren't they being you know, affected by the bad thing they did. Um, because there's another level. It's the level of the mystic. Um, and we are both a human, hue, man, and we're a being, meaning we're both spirit and matter. Matter does follow the rules of the natural laws. Right? There's a natural law, a set of natural laws that the natural world works by and lives by and, you know, is kind of bound by. But there's another... Um, reality that human beings have, which is this law, what I call the mystical world or the the mystical um, dynamics. They don't follow the same rules that our mind wants to have life work by. The mystical world is is a much bigger, it, it has much more time to it, it has more dimensions than our mind alone can decipher and kind of wrap itself around. And the mystical world is lifetimes. So what I may be going through, having a, you know, being a, what I consider, what I will, what I, how I think of myself as a good person, having bad things happen to me by people who seemingly are getting away with it, that is my mind looking at a very short window of time. My soul and my, my biggest self have much have a much larger time frame in which there actually may be, you know, for every action there's an equal and opposite. I just may not know about it or see it or experience it in my short lifetime. So I because I believe that how we put out energy is how we will receive energy, but it may not be in decades or a day or a month, which my mind definitely wants to have happen. So if I claim to being a victim because justice doesn't seem to be served or they're getting away with it, or um, then I just wrap my whole story, I wrap my focus around that almost like obsession, around claiming that I've been done to, and then that is the energy I'm putting out and that is the energy I'm going to get back. I'm going to stay stuck in what happened to me. Now, you know, let me understand, you know, let me let me make it clear. I understand when someone suffers a devastating accident because a factory owner doesn't do what they're supposed to do for, for safety, There's there definitely is an injustice. 
and it's not fair, and it's not right. And yes, that person became a victim at first of that negligence, that conscious negligence. But that person then has a choice to stay a victim or to say this really crappy bad thing happened and yes I want to try to hold try to hold the people responsible accountable and I may pursue that but even if I pursue that I'm pursuing something bigger which is that people have a responsibility to take care of the people that they are responsible for. So in other words, rather than going, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, that person goes, you know, I want, I'm, I'm going to pursue justice, I'm going to pursue um, responsibility. Um, that is what I'm now going to make my story about. So, and again, I'm not trying to discount there's a natural process of having something really, you know, really destructive you know, kind of deconstruct your world and then having to recover from that and heal from that. But what I'm talking about is that next step of once you've recovered, once you've gotten yourself assembled, once you've gotten the healing underway, what is the story you want to tell about what you do next? And for me, what I just illustrated was that person chose wisdom. They said, okay, something really bad totally smashed apart my world. And and once I get back on my feet enough, what is my life? What is the focus of my life? How has that been altered? Well, you know, I, I can no longer do the sports I used to be able to do because of my injuries. And that makes me sad and I need to grieve that. And life is big. What is it that I can take my eyes up to and, and look around and say, here's what I now bring to me that has meaning for me in how life has brought what it's brought to me. That's choosing the wisdom. Okay? That's choosing the wisdom versus staying with the story of what was done to you. Okay? And, and this is one of the, it's a huge different way. It's a hugely different paradigm than we like to embrace mostly in the West. We like to believe uh, whoever is in control stays safe and if you want to stay safe, you stay in control. And the thing is, so when something happens to us in life that we are not in control of, another person, a natural disaster, the, you know, the idiosyncrasies of a body, um, what do you do then? Do you, do you then say you're, you are unsafe, i.e. you're a victim, you're, you're powered down from um, what happened? Or do you claim that you don't understand it completely, and maybe you never will, but you're going to make a bigger story out of what happened. You're going to make what happened have meaning somehow. Because without meaning, there is, there is nothing much left other than the default of, of being done to, of being victimized. But this is the beauty of the human spirit and the human soul. Human spirit knows that there's so much more than what our eyes and our cultural um, messages are. That we are more vast and more powerful than than just the body, just the mind, just what we can accumulate in possessions or wealth. We are much bigger and much, much more powerful than that. Because the truth is, when we pass from this body, those possessions, that money, <laughs> those titles... 
um, that control doesn't go with us. And and what what we what we bring forth into um, into life after death, however you believe it, if you believe you stay just as as energy, if you believe in reincarnation, but whatever whatever comes through death is not of matter. It's of spirit. It's of energy. So the most precious precious um, focus for your life, really, especially when you are when those kind of control and physical um, possessions are challenged, is to go into who you are as a spirit, who you are as a soul, for claiming the wisdom of what just happened to you and what it what it could inspire in you and go forward with that. I mean, if you think about the people that inspire us, it's this is what they've done. They've had something horrific happen, something bad, something unfair. And it was what they did with it that that then created a bigger life for them, a bigger purpose, and and shared inspiration for those around them. And you know, it's it's a little bit like getting you know, going to the doctor and getting blood results and you're like, ugh, cholesterol, ugh, you know, um, you know, uh, blood sugar, ugh. Now, you can accept those or you can say, huh, what do I want to do in response to this? It's the response that that gives you the power, that is your power. So you look at, you look at numbers that kind of show a little bit, not absolutely, but give you a a window into your health and you go okay so maybe i make different food choices maybe i make different exercise choices maybe i make different um um you know choices around alcohol or um sugar or whatever you then pick up your power to then make different choices and why because you got some bad news and it's the response we have to when something bad happens that I'm talking about, okay? And and that is the wisdom. From there, life is challenging you to to kind of mine different parts of you, to dig deeper and, and wider and in more faith and courage to then respond with what have you learned from that experience? What is it that you want to now focus on? What is it that you now want to um, champion on behalf of others who might be in a similar position? This, this This is what I'm talking about when I say, are you choosing woe is me or receiving the wisdom from, from a hard experience and and having it increase the um, the inspiration, the power, the vision of your life. Um, and this is what I work with a lot with women and sometimes men, um, is, you know, especially for women, the cultural messages are so um, un, uninspiring, unsupportive, unempowering. And so when I work with a woman who's still telling her woe is me story from 10 years ago, you know, how that son of a bitch did, you know, screwed her in the divorce or how, you know, her mother did this 30 years ago or, you know, whatever. And I go, okay, stop, hear the story, feel the story. And when you feel the story, you can release the story. 
And this is part of what challenges the Western model. We don't feel the grief. We don't feel the sadness. And, and what we don't feel, we can't heal, or what I could say is we can't move it forward. We can't evolve it. So if we're just in our heads, in our heads, in our heads, trying to control in our heads, of course we're going to keep captured things that hurt and things that people did, whether out of ignorance or out of malice. And, you know, when I work with a woman or even a couple who've gone through hard things in their marriage or are in a hard time in their marriage, the first thing I ask of them is that they stop, put down the story long enough to take some deep breaths and really feel how sad they feel, how painful it is where they are and and what happened. And the thing about feelings is when you receive them, and and the wisdom that's within them, then they're happy to depart. But if you don't receive and feel those feelings, they will stay with you like like a ghost. And this is what a lot of people find as they get into their 30s, 40s, 50s. They have a lot of ghosts. And those ghosts start taking up a lot more time, a lot more space, a lot more energy as they get older. Because those ghosts want to be liberated. They want to be set free. Um, and they want you to learn from what happens so you can inform and correct the the focus of your life as well. So we've got to wrap it up, But um, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, but I, I think it's that I watch a lot of women especially get sidelined by feeling victimized or feeling done to or feeling... Um, you know, that they were isolated, that, that people didn't come to their, their support or their aid. And I watch how lives that were meant to learn from those events actually got stalled out by those events. And and really, um, that's one of my passions when I'm with a woman is to find out where are those ghosts burdening her? Where is her life and her passion and energy stalled out? Um, to kind of bring it back um, and and bring it back for use in the years that she has left to live and to love and to laugh. So um, if you've got any questions, if you'd love a free um, session, um, introductory session with maybe where you realize you've got ghosts or where you realize you're on the sidelines of your life, Please, um, you can email me at jaikar um, at jaikar.com, J-A-I-K-A-U-R at jaikar.com. Um, or you can go to my website, my current website, and there's a clarity form there. It's under the contact tab. And fill out the clarity questionnaire, send it to me, um, and we set up um, a phone consult where, you know, um, you have kind of a, a mini session. So, um, and you ask questions, and I can kind of witness what what I you know understand you're struggling with, and um, suggest some some ways to move forward. Um, and that's it for today. But um, I will be back next week. And enjoy your summer wherever you are. Blessings. <laughs>